What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Reactions. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in orange, Greg Miller. Hi, everybody. It's me, King of Halloween. Getting ready I, early. I appreciate the commitment. You're, you're matching the background. It's good. I like it. I, as soon as we sat down and I saw you were orange, ran upstairs, got the orange sweatshirt. It's good. It's good. Damn good. Of course, we have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I'm so glad I came back in time. Discord was completely broken for me. <laughs> there was a Everybody, little bit of a... I don't know if you came back in time, there. Andy. Yeah, no, <laughs> you came back in time. Every person was just loading for me out of nowhere. I was like, oh, is the show done? <laughs> your, your time twister was broken there. But, uh, we, of course, you have the big dog, Kevin Koala. What up, guys? Another Kevin, have- I miss you. It's good to see you. How are you? Uh, good, good. A little hot. A little too hot. Take off the shirt. This is sweater. Okay. It looks, yeah, it looks, it looks very, very hot. It oh. is. Yeah, okay. We have the, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Is Kevin broadcasting from the space station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? Today, we are talking about Loki episode four, the Nexus event. Of course, you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com if you want to get it as a podcast. Search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Reactions. We'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, patreon.com slash kindoffunny is where you want to be. Let's start off with it. Greg Miller, what do you think of episode four? I love a good episode uh, of any show, but especially a Marvel show where they get to the one of those moments where I go, oh! and like, I, I like, literally, I sat up. Again, full spoilers. Is, I, we, I, you know, I don't know, whatever. But full spoilers. Like, when they, when they fucking got Owen Wilson, I was like, damn bold move and then when they fucking got loki as he was trying to say he loved her i was like holy shit that was awesome and then let alone that fucking mid-credit scene of all the different lokis from the different worlds yeah get the emotions but don't actually have to deal with the consequences exactly yeah, I, 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 yeah, sometimes I'm when you deal with time it's cool it's cool i've seen loki die enough all right like i've i've cried for this man before and i'm happy that he'll actually get to live happily in the time stream with uh sylvie exactly nick what do you think uh, I liked it a lot. I thought this was, you know, I thought the a criticism I had last week was, you know, that this, the episode was a little slow and a little kind of meandering. And this one was anything but. Um, it was a lot of action, a lot of uh, people double crossing each other. I, I was like, I, the I forget the character's name, but the one who's like his his boss. I'm like, she's got to be a bad guy, right? So so she's too sweet. She's too nice to him. She's too forgiving to be a bad guy. And then kind of going into where we saw the timekeepers, I was like, this is so weird i'm into it i love it like the big just they're larger than life heads except i could not understand a word they were saying subtitles i had to put them on i literally was like on on my i was watching on my laptop screen i was like what did that guy just is he drunk what's going on (laughs) he talks like zoidberg (laughs) (laughs) andy what'd you think uh, that was phenomenal. This, these are my favorite type of episodes, similar to what Greg is mentioning earlier. Like when we get to this sort of episode in any series where there are tons of revelations and people are finally starting to connect the dots, it rules. I was so into this whole episode. And then the post credit scene, I am just like, how am I going to sleep right now? It's two in the morning and I'm just beyond amped up right now. Yeah. yeah. Kevin? I love this show. Uh, there are some things that it's doing that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that. Like Mobius going out, like was that was a damn good moment. But as soon as Loki went out, I was like, oh, well, there's no way this is like permanent. And sure enough, we definitely get the, you know, the post credit scene where it's like, oh, all right, well, 
sucks that like death can't like doesn't matter in any of this stuff you know like i, I, I wish comics it had no i know it, but like that's a problem like that's a huge issue in comics and, that wasn't me giving like, them a get out of jail free card cap no, just no, like no. i'm not i, yeah, I'm I, not, I know not. what you're saying but what, it's sad to see it uh transfer at least seemingly transfer over i kind of had a feeling that um that that's what those sticks did which is just maybe shift people over to another dimension or timeline. Well, now um, the question I have already, and I know that you're still in your opening thoughts. I'm sorry, Kevin. But my question would be, is it just the Loki variants saving other Loki variants? Like, is Owen Wilson still alive or is he dead dead? I think Owen Wilson's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I'm saying... It would make like, sense. we got to get him on a jet ski. Right. But, like, also it would be really powerful if that was it for him. Like, I feel like sure. that would have been creating a really strong character and making him matter and motivate Loki. But I feel like instead we're going to go a route where at the end we see him on a jet ski and it's going to be lesser. But yeah, I'm enjoying the shit of the show. Enjoying the shit. Tim, how do you like the show? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I love this type of episode, just like Andy was saying, because it kind of gave me everything I'm looking for from an MCU show where last week had such great character development between the two Lokis. And this one kind of just pushed that to the next level in so many different ways. Um, but also just having the big wow factor reveals of, the, okay, cool. The time cap timekeepers officially are bullshit. Like this whole thing that we've been building up to the sacred timeline, all of it is not what they've been saying it is. Now that we know that, now that we know that there's this Loki world, all this stuff, very exciting to look towards the next two episodes and just the MCU at whole is like where it's going. But also this episode alone, we get good action. We get good set pieces. They're doing cool stuff. I like the the hints and drops to the wider MCU of like dropping vampires. It's like we're getting ready for uh, Blade and Morbius potentially, all that stuff. Morbius. It's, really they, cool. That was a Morbius reference. That's how they're doing it. Morbius lives, man. Sony and MCU, they're together. It's going to happen. Don't worry. I, I mean, the thing there so is like, much. I don't know if that's like 100% explicitly true, but I think it's more, has a higher chance of being true than ever when this show is dealing with variants. Yeah, and the that Morbius trailer had the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man on the thing. It's like, it's starting to make a lot more sense, but hey, a lot of things made sense in WandaVision that didn't happen. You, you see yeah. Owen Wilson turn around, he has fangs, and he looks at the <laughs> other Owen Wilson, and he's like, wow, it's like it's like you're me, but there's more of you. Morbius. Oh, <laughs> good one, more- Hire me, Marvel! Come on! <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, but also it had a cameo, an unexpected cameo. The Lady Sif thing, didn't see that coming. That's fun. That's where I think these MCU cool shows you. could yeah. like really... Have some fun moments, and you know we had Evan Peters in Wandavision. Didn't turn out the way we thought it would, but just having him was was fun. And I think Lady Sif is the same thing here as, as well. And uh, love post credit scenes. Always a sucker for him. So so having that was cool. But the major shout out I want to give that's been true this entire show, but this episode really cemented it for me is what I love about the MCU is when they teach us a concept or a group of people or a location, and over time we get to know and love it. We know when we're in Asgard. We know what mm-hmm. Mjolnir means. We know all this stuff. We now know what the TVA is. The iconography is so strong. All the posters everywhere, all the times that they show stuff, whether it's in the credits or the characters actually interacting with it in the world. I just fucking love it. And I think that they really did a good job making the TVA its own thing in this. And it's like that, to me, is a major accomplishment for, for this type of thing because that's not always the truth for, for these shows. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. While it's on the forefront of my frog brain here, what I want to do is give a shout out to that one uh, TVA agent 
who uh, I thought had a hell of a fucking performance in this episode. I don't know her name, obviously, and I forget B-15? what her team. I thought she was Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, thinking of B, I'm thinking of B20 or C20. You're right. B15 is her. Uh, hell of a performance from her, right? Yeah. With the whole, like, you know, the previously on, of course, reminding you that, you know, if she has to give you a memory to do it. And so then when she talks to Owen Wilson and then when she actually goes in and grabs her and then when she, they, uh, the just the performance alone in the parking lot at the hurricane, right? Where they touch her. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to go into her brain and see what the actual thing she saw is. And it was like, no, you're not. You're just going to see her from the outside go through this range of emotions of being happy again, but remembering it and coming out. I was like, Oh my God, it was heartbreaking. And it was like such a contrast to just the hard ass bitch. She's been the rest of the show, right? Like she's been this fucking, I'm going to be, be knows the grindstone, uh, uh, cop or whatever. And I thought she did a really good job with that. Yeah, totally agree. That was a great performance. Great back and forth there. That's one of those where you, you know, in any sort of dramatic show you're watching where there's sort of high stakes, you're just like, yes, go figure it out. Go find out what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. want you to figure this out. And yeah, that that tearing up scene uh, with coupled with the music was fantastic. The the soundtrack. I mean, oh, I just love that damn killer. theme. I I need to hear like some sort of hip hop beat put to it because it's so good. Um yeah, I, I think overall the episode just kept on kind of it had this really good momentum and you wanted the characters, you wanted Owen Wilson to get to the bottom of it. Watching the that sort of Wizard of Oz moment with the timekeepers was yeah. so strange and bizarre. And um, I, I the only thing that like when S- Sylvie picks up the timekeeper's head and is like, it just keeps going. Like, where does it end? And to me, it's like, well, maybe go like, look at the rest of the room like don't just stop here you know like there's <laughs> other true. stuff to go investigate it's chest you can open up can you loot anything around yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> is there a, a, an I, item I, you need I maybe do, I, I do think that's cool because that's a moment of reflection that's similar like that's happening to us too of like of mm. course the journey doesn't stop here obviously they thought that was like the the end all be all and suddenly it's like the nope there's something else going on and I, I kind of feel like we're there with them at that moment. And I, I like that sort of stuff. I'm just happy yeah, we have two more episodes to go from there. Because I this totally could have been the penultimate episode. Yeah. And then we'd just have yeah. one more just to wrap it up. But it's like, okay, cool. They, they're making this choice to, to keep us in the dark. Which I'm enjoying for the ride. I am starting to worry more and more that rewatches, rewatches of the show are going to weaken it instead of strengthen it where I feel like we have all these questions and they answer a whole bunch of them, but it leaves a lot lingering in the, for the past couple ones where it's like, we just keep moving forward and we, we've just forgotten that the timelines were bombed. They just fixed that. Like that was such a big cliffhanger at the end of two. And it's just like, I was questioning last episode. Like I just don't understand what the problem is with resetting timelines that don't potentially have variants in them. Or even if they did, if they're just resetting the timelines, that bombing Without showing them reversing or doing something, right. without seeing Sylvie change the what those reset bombs did, it's like, why were they stressed out? Was that just to get I all think the it people was just, running I, out of the? I think it was just place? a distraction. I think it was just so she could sneak in and kill the yeah, and like and like cause yeah. chaos that she could sneak in and kill the, the yeah. It's just universe. that that kind of sucks because then it just feels like that big epic cliffhanger moment was right. literally just a plot point to get mm-hmm. to the next episode to be able to just move on and kind of have a refresh point sure. to, to jump off of. But I, with two more episodes, like 
this show's continued to prove like whatever something seems weird, they kind of do eventually address it and and make it not weird. Where all the sacred timeline stuff and us trying to pick apart how the logic didn't make sense. It's like, well, it doesn't make sense for a reason because it was all fucking bullshit. So I'm excited to see where that actually ends because they just presented this giant thing of like but what if this oh it's not that okay it's like well then what is it it better be good and it better make sense yeah what is that what is the end game here who is doing this and why are they doing it right yeah uh i rewatched the the episodes uh leading into this over the the last week and uh one thing that i thought was really interesting doing that is the reference of the robots so the timekeepers being androids or robots or whatever when they go through the little like security device yeah thing, and they just supposed to blow up robot thing it's like that's just that's interesting they wouldn't have had that lot that like they did that for a reason so it's like i wonder what that is i wonder if it works both ways of the timekeepers trying to get out if it would have killed them if that was kind of a way to if the robots somehow gained sentience to oh, turn against their leaders or something i, I just but, felt like those things were like chuck e cheese like that like yeah the band of yeah, chuck I don't, e. cheese, yeah i don't think they were really them right like i, I think there's, like, a, right. there's a this is wizard of oz i think there's a guy yeah. behind it all and maybe that's, it's ultron that's the question yeah, is, maybe and, it's and, ultron. And, and that's when you see like like you don't ultron? see him ultron you ever heard of him remember age of ultron yeah there's no strings yeah, on me film. great fucking film kevin maybe you should remember it you know what i mean i'm a pinocchio great fucking film. james say the best film ever made um I yeah, the, I I'm just curious as to how I think her character's name is Ravana. Is that is that how you say it? Yeah, DeVos, how she fits in all this because when she is, you don't really get much of a reaction from her when with the timekeepers being dead there. So you're like, does she know? She must know, right? She's she knows, know. yeah. Because she we've you know we've sort of seen her go up there for a hot second. We've seen them for one second, but we've never really seen them interact. So it it is kind of a red herring where like where she's telling everyone, oh, it's so she has that great scene where she's like, oh, it's so unnerving to be in front of them, you know, in the best of circumstances, let alone right now. And you're like, is she just full of shit? She's just pulling everyone's strings. This is gonna be cool. I like yeah. it. I I, I I like not knowing. I like going into the last two episodes just being like, I'm befuddled. I, I am kind of worried Paul, though. Real, that real quick, real quick, what I want to say about the robot thing is they did say they're androids, not robots. And it's like that is there is a difference there. And like that's just so a they did look like Chuck way of saying, hold like, on, hold on. Let me say this though. The the only other variants we know in the MCU right now uh that have existed, right? Where Nebula came in, Thanos came in, Gamora came in from the 2014 timeline and all that. Mm -hmm. And Nebula, who is an android, came in and was able to fuck shit up because she could have all the information Memories, of the yeah. other robots right. and stuff. I don't think all that's a coincidence. That's all I'm saying. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between with hello fresh market of course ladies and gentlemen i'm greg i love to cook and one of the things that got me started on cooking was these kind of packages right hello fresh sends you the pre-measured ingredients you get the instructions you pick ahead of time what sounds good you don't have to think on the day of you just go straight down the checklist you make something good and you learn how to cook you learn new methods that's why i love it right now ladies and gentlemen you can go to hellofresh.com morning 14 and use the code morning 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping again that's hellofresh.com morning 14 and use the code morning 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping hello fresh america's number one meal kit our next sponsor why it's babble this summer get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of the destination you're going to with babble the number one selling language learning app 
From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world. Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I'm not even traveling with it. Instead, uh, Jen's mom uh, from the only, uh, the one and only Quebec coming down here. I've been using Babbel. I signed up for Babbel. I'm going to see if I can talk to her a little bit more in French than usual because I usually can't, but I've been doing Babbel because unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING, for an extra three months. And our final sponsor of the day is Stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Of course, when we were still in the office, one and only Joey Noel was using this to mail out all sorts of stuff for Patreon. We love stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the services of the United States Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Computer, it's a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life, stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Stop wasting time going to the post office and instead go to stamps.com. There's no risk, and with our promo code kinda funny, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone in the top of, at the top of the homepage and type in kind of funny that's stamps.com promo code kind of funny stamps.com never go to the post office again i was gonna just say like android robot that's just like saying like do you want to go to pizza or starbucks you know what i mean starbucks mm-hmm. is just a robot let's just go to get let's get a robot right I think, now i think Greg, technically get an, android robot. an android pepsi to coke look like same thing yeah it's usually got sex mm-hmm. organs yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Is that the difference? So, one, one of the. you needed about, a look uh, in the camera there. The Nexus event that like almost happened when Loki and Loki like were what? They're in love. Kiss? I love it. I love that. I love that Owen Wilson figures it out, and he's like, "What an egomaniac you what are! A yeah. Yeah. What a narcissist! Yeah, it was so the funny. only person you could ever fall in love with is a variant of yourself." And I think that's such a cool and fun and and great concept. Like, and you know, shout out to this to to, to Tom Hiddleston and uh, and Sylvie. They just have really good chemistry together, and you believe it, yeah. even though it's kind of twisted in a way. But it's perfect for Loki. Yeah, because you got to assume there's a lot of like incest happening up there in Asgard. In Asgard. Right? Like, oh my uh, god, they don't call you know, it Asgard wanna, for nothing. If you want to bang yourself, you know, go for it. Is that just masturbation That's, at that point? It's no. not like going to be. They, they won't be the, they're not the Self-love. same, same though, right? Like, I mean, they're not going to have the same DNA. I think they can have their own backstories and whatever. And the variant, obviously, of how they got there or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kev, can you bring up the image of the post credit scene here? Sure can. A lot of, no, lot of interesting stuff that's going on. Hold on. <laughs> there it is. That's it right there. So, yeah, this is kind of a, a banger post credit awesome. end here. Looks like they're in uh, a New York that did not go the way that uh, it, it did in the movies that we're familiar mm-hmm. with after the Battle of Avengers. But we have four Loki variants here. Uh, we have it, what was credited in the credits as boastful Loki on the, the left, the guy with the hammer. 
Uh, he is played by Deboya Opair, who is the house guard in Dorne uh, in Game of Thrones. Dorne! Oh, huh. uh, then we have Kid Loki in the front, who eventually in the comics joins the Young Avengers. So there's c- the continuation of the young kids being introduced in all three MCU shows so far. So cool. uh, played by Jack Veal, who's previously seen as Little James from Netflix's The End of the Fucking World. Oh. Uh, there's no precedent for an alligator or crocodile, Loki, Kevin. I don't Great. know if we have some science with Kevin on this, but uh, the <laughs> the closest we have is there is the frog Thor, of course. Sure. Um, as voice acted by myself in Lego mm-hmm. Superheroes 2. Yeah, of right. course. The best, the uh, best. Someone say the best interpretation of Frog Thor. Hey, man. You know, I haven't heard another one. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, of course, on the right, we have Richard E. Grant in the Great. classic comic Loki outfit. I fucking love this decision. How stupid awesome. and perfect. Yeah. But what the hell's going on? Are they dropping them in an apocalypse land that's about to die to just kill them all off? Is this like Greg was saying? Loki is pulling the strings somehow? A different Loki and like making this all happen i don't know but i'm interested. i think it's the league of loki's i think one loki started figuring it out and then was able to start saving loki's and building an army here why did why was there haste in there we have to go quickly i think well i think it's because you just kind of nailed it right they know they can hide in the uh, extermination events so great we saved you and you're here we got to get out of here before this thing mm-hmm. gets destroyed interesting uh, I, I thought the kids i thought that was just like his pet alligator and he was like i'm gonna dress him up to look like me <laughs> look like me but I want to just give a shout out to Richard E. Grant because he's been in a lot of lot of great things, not the least of which was he he was just in a movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy called Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is great. But he was also in Hudson Hawk. He was the bad guy in Hudson Hawk, which oh. if you've ever seen that movie, it's so ridiculous. Uh, I forgot to say this at the top, but my favorite thing was like five minutes into this episode, Owen Wilson saying how, how? the most convincing. Wow. Like I tweeted this, but I, I, in my head canon, how is just a variant of wow. It is. Yeah. It is no, nice. No, it's no, all nice. the same. Yeah. He was really good in this episode too. I, I know we touched on it a second, but him, him and Loki's back and forth and yelling at each other. Or not yelling, but you know, what I mean, he did conversations mm-hmm. in the interrogation room. I thought were great. And then when he goes to get him and bring him out, I thought it was cool too. I just yeah. feel like we don't have an Agent Coulson in the world anymore, you know, because uh, Greg Clark's just not really around anymore. I feel like just can we just plug Owen Wilson back into the MCU? Can he just be in every movie? It's like a hey guys, like Marvel. You know, you, just, yeah, you don't got to explain it. We'll, like no, we'll never notice it. it. We'll, we'll, cool. it. Yeah. we'll be cool. Andrew. Everyone can be cool. There's no need to explain it. Just throw, throw, just throw it in there. We're not gonna try to break down the lore, Nick. We're not gonna no. try to find any you know need, uh, plot holes like now nah, just put him in we'll forget about it it's okay. I, need, I need a paul rudd owen wilson scene in every movie i need that well i mean that's actually a really good point too is we know that the the most we've ever dealt with time really besides Avengers Ant-Man, is yeah. ant-man right so it's like we know that kang the conqueror is going to be in ant-man 3 and with them all facing up stuff i wouldn't be surprised like another totally potential theory that's just becoming more and more of a potential in this show is the TVA is in the quantum realm, like is in that little city that was in the background or or not is in is the little city that we saw in the background of Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. Oh, cool. That could yeah, be there's been lots of TikToks about that of them freeze framing, zooming in on the city, then coming back here. The whole time works differently down here. Conversation that is had been said so many times in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then is said by uh, Owen Wilson in the show. Mm, so that could be really really interesting was there any um credence given to the like i think one of you guys sent me a clip of a, of a kid's uh the theory that loki stole one of the time stones I and that's why that. he could reverse that building that was kevin no, no, there, there wasn't it seems nah, like that's too bad that would have been that. cool yeah i thought that was going to be a really cool explanation for why they were he was just chilling the whole time because he's like i got a time stone i can just roll this back whenever i want but 
So, Greg, if your theory is going that the Lokis are doing a Loki thon, assembling, like, yeah, Loki, we're going to get that Loki's assemble moment. What What do you think is happening to the the I other? Think they're going to say that people variants being pruned, like Owen Wilson. I think I don't. I, I don't know. I haven't thought this through as that much. You know what I mean? Um, I I I imagine you have to. We have to get Owen Wilson on a jet ski. So for me, it's working backwards from that of how that's going to be, and so I like the idea that only Lokis are being saved because they're going through and figuring that out and doing that thing. And then at the end of this show, when Loki and Sylvie are happily ever aftering or whatever it is for them, you know, even if that's still them on the run doing stupid villain things or whatever, I think it would be, I think they're going to pop into a timeline where Owen Wilson is on a jet ski and we see it that way. And maybe they get that moment of like holding hands on a beach, watching him do it. And that's like the final thing of them being like, ah, like, you know what I mean? Like, our version of him is dead, but we still get to see him happy in this timeline now that we've, you know, created a multiverse or allowed the multiverse to exist or something like that. Sylvie's like, what What the hell is a jet ski? I never liked this guy. Why is he riding that? I I mean, the entire time. I have no connection to this man. (laughs) I also love how they dealt with Loki. Uh, I love how they dealt with her being a little girl and just like her backstory just as a whole, just like being scared, just being and the whole time question, like, what the fuck? Like, what did I do? Like, what was the Nexus event? Yeah. And I can't wait her, to see what it was going to be. And her talking to uh, Ravona or whatever her name is Ravonna. and her just being like, I don't even know. And just seeing the pain in Sylvie's face. I was yeah. like, damn, that is that was really fucked. Yeah, but like, she's uh, totally this made the shit. show worth it. Oh, oh yeah, totally. she remembers. Definitely, she's twisting yeah. the knife. That's why we're yeah. gonna find out what the next no. event. Oh yeah, she's no doing question. the. I've done this so many times that I don't even remember what your thing was. Who gives a shit? You're not that significant, sort of thing. They, they imply that the Nexus event was that she's a woman with two lines. One, her saying that uh, she was the goddess of mischief and like put emphasis on that. And then the other being that she was playing like with the toys and like talking about Valkyries. So it's like, if was the Nexus event just that it was a female Loki and she was starting to go down a path of becoming a valkyrie and that was the turning point that would have like caused too much change from what loki needs to be yeah i mean I it seems like it but like wouldn't that have triggered the moment she was born yeah that's what i think it, it seems to it, me that like it's something more having to do with the tva the fact that they wanted to step in and it it seems like it the consequences there are going to affect ravana and her crew there at the tva as opposed to just maybe affecting that world that she's in it seems too important and significant to really kind of uh, focus on that moment. And even again, having that moment in the elevator of like, what was going to happen to me? What was going to be that Nexus event? Like, I don't even remember. But like, I think it is having to do something more with the TVA than it is her world of Asgard. Hmm. And I, I do want to say, Andy, point, you said a second ago, shout out to the music in this, like throughout the entire series, but this episode specifically, I love that it starts off uh, with like, Asgardian sounding stuff and I was like oh fuck we're about to see Asgard and then we did and I'm like god damn it MCU's finally hit a point that there's like identity to the motifs and shit like across the board so shout out to you MCU you finally did it finally they're doing okay yeah they're doing all right they're They're doing all right (laughs) let us know in the comments below what you thought about episode four the nexus event of Loki we will be back the following two weeks with more reactions for episodes five and six. And then we're going to do Loki in review because that's how we do it here in the MCU in review, baby. Till next time. Love you guys.